Hello, and welcome to The Feminine Gathering, a judgment-free and safe space to share stories of collective healing and to liberate the divine feminine within us. I'm Deborah, And I'm Gemma. We're your hosts, and together we've created this space to welcome you to listen and chat with us as we discover how feminine and masculine archetypes play a role in our lives as we navigate these energies together. We explore how to step into our personal power by expressing our authentic selves. The Divine Feminine has been suppressed for far too long, and it's time we come together to set her free. This is more than a movement. This is a paradigm shift. Thank you for joining us. And as this is our podcast launch, as a thank you, we're giving away one healing and coaching session with me, Gemma, and one tarot reading with Deborah. To enter the giveaway, all you need to do is take a screenshot of our podcast and tag us on Instagram at The Feminine Gathering, and we'll choose two lucky winners. What is what is consciousness to you? Oh my goodness, what is consciousness? I don't even know if I have a way to describe consciousness other than a knowing. And even then, I think that's a very vague sort of description as to what consciousness is, because I think it's so much more complex because it's one of those things that I feel that science hasn't been able to really figure out either. And I think we've made many attempts to try to mimic and duplicate consciousness. And we just don't have a full enough grasp of it to really be able to do that, to duplicate it or to make it in in a laboratory or in a computer or anything. And so for me to try to define it just seems so, you know, just pointless because I don't even think that I have the capacity to define it, (laughs) if that makes any sense. Yeah. I think (laughs) if if we look at it like scientifically, I I know what you mean. It's it's a different perspective entirely. Mm Mm-hmm. But then if we if we take away like all of the science and even like the psychology and just like sit with the truth of like awareness and being aware of our choices. Yeah. Because when we're aware of things, we're we're consciously choosing, but sometimes not always competently, you know, like sometimes we make conscious choices that don't serve us (laughs) right right like honestly I've just been talking about how the last few weeks have been really challenging and I've not been able to face some of the difficult emotions that are surrounding the difficulties in my life because of like ill health in my family and like lots of uncertainty and changes and whilst for the most part I'd like to consider myself as a conscious woman that doesn't mean that that's how I live my life every day with like the healthiest of choices you know and slipping into like unhealthy patterns still happens and turning to like alcohol or food to like suppress emotions I'm very conscious that I'm doing it you know you bring up a really good point and I think that there's a misunderstanding when it comes to being conscious and like living out this conscious lifestyle as if everything once you become conscious like everything you do from there on out is 
conscious and you're doing nothing bad. Like you're doing everything to serve your higher self at all costs and at all times. And it's not like that at all. <laughs> it's just not. Um, and I think you, by you saying like, oh, I'm conscious that I'm doing this. Like I'm conscious that I'm drinking, a, you know, I'm drowning in my, drowning away my sorrows and alcohol. Like it's really powerful in itself because it's different to be like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing this or why this is happening. Like you're, you're stating like, this is why I am doing this. And I understand this. And I think there's just a whole nother level of power to that because it's almost like you're making the decision knowingly. And at the same time, it's because, how do you say like, you're making this decision knowingly, but you also knowingly know that you can stop it when you choose to, as opposed to an unconscious behavior that's just sort of like on, you know, repeat. You understand? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I think that feeds into like addiction as well. I think a lot of addictive behaviors can be somewhat unconscious and it is like bringing that awareness into something. Like if something isn't healthy or it isn't serving you, bringing an awareness into it, just putting it into the light and saying like, why am I doing this? Like, what does this give me? What need am I meeting? Like, how is this serving me or not right now? And just asking ourselves that question brings it into awareness doesn't it right and that doesn't mean that you're going to stop or suddenly heal that wound or change the behavior but it's definitely like a first step and then it's like being able to take it a lot I think a lot of our pain and a lot of our suffering a lot of trauma is based around really intense emotional experiences and it's around the story that we have of that experience and sometimes we're just not able to sit with it because we don't want to sit with painful emotion because it's hard no absolutely but it's part of it isn't it and I think the fact that you can sit with it is the first step to overcoming it and to processing it and to sort of getting to the other side of it, whatever that is for you. Um, and I think that's part of that question of like, what is consciousness? It's just bringing things into our awareness and actively, you know, seeking ways to, to overcome whatever sort of issues or trauma um, that we may have. And that's just like a small part of what consciousness is, I think. Not, I think consciousness is so much bigger than that. And the other question I have with consciousness is like, there's the individual consciousness, which is what we're talking about. But then what about the collective consciousness? You understand, what is that? Like, how how is it that we can all be like collectively experiencing these things? And that to me is just even a bigger, crazier question. And I don't even know where to start with that one, but it all kind of just goes into this goes and feeds back into this question of like so then what is it like what is this thing that we call consciousness and and how do we live it or like practice it in our day-to-day and I think what you're saying about like just bringing into awareness is definitely the first step right absolutely I think when I think about collective consciousness and and then individual consciousness I think individually we all are part of a collective we are because we're all feeling the same things like I speak to you and other women in my life and we're all going through this incredible 
intensive experience of change and uncertainty right now. And as a collective, as, as a nation, as a world, we went through that, you know, two years ago and, and we've been through it up and down on a roller coaster ever since. But like to be going through so many similar emotions at the same time. And then like the fact that in your women's circles, you can be on your period and like ovulating at the same time, just as the people that you're with, like that Mm -hmm. is huge. That is a huge collectiveness. And that's within the feminine within itself. And it's this energy. It's, It's all in the energy, I think. So then if we think about how do we activate our consciousness to like elevate our lives because if you're conscious about things you can change things you can you know make choices that take you towards like an intention or a goal or a vision for your life Mm -hmm. then how do you use that awareness to make those decisions that then as a collective goes into that energy field that's a very heavy question I, I mean, what is the answer, right? And I think maybe somebody would say the way that that works is when we make individual decisions that serve our higher selves, the more of us that do that in this world, the higher we're vibrating and that sort of vibration sort of feeds into the collective consciousness, right? Is yeah. I guess how I see it. I think the trick is getting a lot of individuals to sort of begin to listen and to take notice of what their higher selves is asking for, is what it's seeking. And that's a, that's also a very loaded question. Like, how do you, every individual person is tasked with having to make decisions that best serves their themselves. And that is such a very individual and unique path for each and every one of us and I think that's what makes it so confusing too it's like well how do I know that I'm doing the right thing like how do I know that I'm serving my higher self if I keep for instance consciously doing things that aren't serving my higher self and then when I do do something that I feel like is serving my higher self all this other crap happens so what am I supposed to do? Like, am I, do I still go on the path? Like, is, am I doing something wrong? Am I not like reading the signs correctly? You know, and these are just part of this whole, I think, consciousness raising, illumination, spiritual growth process that we all have to go through. And it's trying to just figure out what actually does work for us and what that means for us mm. on an individual level. But like you said, so many people don't want to feel the things and don't want to go through the pain and don't want to like, like keep fighting through the, 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 the obstacles and the challenges mm. just kind of want to get to a place of peace and happiness without having to really go through all the work. And that I don't think that's possible, like to be conscious and grow and spiritually awakened and and like not go through the the movements of that. We have to go through those motions in order to awaken. And I think part of the awakening is sitting with the raw emotion 
that Mm -hmm. we find it so hard to sit with and saying that that is actually okay like we're so conditioned in our society to just gloss things over there's Mm -hmm. so much that is accessible that makes you not have to ever sit with your emotions you can turn on the tv and be distracted and go into a complete hypnosis trance over what you're watching you can get food delivered at your disposal you walk into the supermarket and there's just food and like instant snacks and like stuff everywhere um just everything in this world is is pretty much like here to distract us and it's up to us to come back to the truth and back into ourselves and the the healthy things that we can do to like nourish and nurture ourselves and like yesterday as an example like I sat at the train station and had an hour wait for my train I bought a journal and I just started asking myself questions like what are you running away from like why do I feel so abandoned Mm -hmm. why am I abandoning myself and I realized that like within this spiral that I'm in with with like consuming too much alcohol that I'm just suppressing these emotions that I can't ultimately sit with but then in order to release them and in order to move forward I have to just sit with them and Mm -hmm. I know that sounds really simple but then like on the contrary of that stuffing everything down is just making you feel worse anyway so it's like the time's going to pass anyway. You're going to have to feel some crap anyway. Why not feel the crap that you're actually suppressing so that you can release it and then move forward? And you then awaken that part of yourself and you heal that part of yourself. And when you do that, you're helping others to heal their parts too. And then you're like removing these energy blocks that are probably stopping you in other areas of your life. Yeah, 100%. And I think that, I mean, you said it, like, it seems so simple. Like everybody says, just sit with your emotions. You got to feel to heal. Well, what does that look like to everybody is, is very different. I mean, everybody's feelings and levels of trauma or, or pain or whatever is so different. And like, when that pain, when your pain is on that higher level on that scale, like, how do you feel that? Like, how do you just come to be like, okay, I'm going to feel this intense trauma and triggering pain right now so I can overcome it because I'm going to be much better for it the next time. Like, you know, it's not that easy to just be like, yeah, sure, of course, I'm going to feel like, you know, and I think that we also then that's where compassion comes in, right? Like you have to be compassionate with yourself and understand that it's not going to happen in a day or maybe in a week or hell, maybe even a year, like it really just depends on the level of pain and trauma and all that that you have. And I think you need to learn, or part of what we need to do is learn that our growth is sort of going to be parallel and like, or I don't know if parallel is the right word, but like, it's going to be, it's going to need as much time. Like you have to think about like, how much pain do I have? How much hurt do I have? You know, how long is it realistically going to take to heal this? Like, I can't pretend that 20 years of trauma is going to be healed in six months. Like, this is constant work. And you just have to be compassionate and patient with yourself to be able to say, well, it's okay. Tomorrow's another day. I'll try again. And I mean, and then that in itself also has just like a level of commitment that we have to put in and it's not easy. I don't, there's definitely not a very simple answer to this. And I know that sometimes we sort of oversimplify it with 
that term feel to you got to feel to heal i wish there was a way to like really tell people how to do these things individually and give them a set time frame and, and i just don't think that that's very realistic but be compassionate with yourself and allow yourself that time and patience to grow and i think that's really important self love right just practicing that compassion with yourself so that you can get through it daily i think it's important i feel like that that term you know feel it to heal it as well I feel like maybe it's just so it's such a sweeping statement it's like what does that really mean and I think when we talk about like complex trauma like no one has to go back through and sit with the pain of their trauma right but we can sit with the story that surrounds it and the belief systems that have become a part of our programming around it and and we can work through that and we can share how we feel about things or, you know, just open up a com- open up and whether that's with like a therapist, a psychologist or a coach or a friend, you know, a family member, whoever you feel like able to sit and speak to about just how you're feeling, you know, and, and allow somebody to hold space to, to listen to you. But like we have got an entire lifetime of beliefs and stories that we've associated with intense emotional experiences throughout our life and from a very young age you know before we could potentially even read or write you know we're picking up patterns in our parents behavior from even from when we were in the womb you know and they become a part of our conditioning they become a part of our mind and they become a part of our story and that all feeds back through to you know what what we're escaping from because it's not necessarily the the experience but the emotions that we associate it with you know the, the emotion of of losing somebody that you love and the fear of that before it's even happened not being able to sit with that but allowing that to just flow out and just be like okay well how do I actually feel and allowing yourself to be listened to by yourself you know whether that's journaling or speaking to a friend like it's the easy way out is to just suppress it you Mm -hmm. know yeah we'll we'll never heal by suppression that's no absolutely not I think we just prolong the suffering if we suppress it yes and we do so unknowingly too it's like almost unconsciously like we do it we're just like oh we're just not gonna deal with this today life goes on let's keep going and I don't know who was the genius who thought of that like where did that come from? <laughs> like, where did we get that from? <laughs> but it's, it's hard. And I think that that's something that, you know, whoever's listening to this and whoever's coming into their consciousness and, and going through this process of growth and spiritual awakening or illumination or whatever you want to ca- ca- call it, you know, it's not easy. It's n- now that you've become conscious, now that you're going, you're going from this like sort of survival mode into like this conscious awareness, it's going to be like this for the rest of your life, right? It's going to be this constant like battle between what's, what you're supposed to be doing consciously as opposed to what's in your shadow or in your subconscious. And, you know, are you, what decisions are you making consciously and how is that serving your highest good and your highest self and kind of going back and forth and you're constantly having to reinvent yourself you're constantly having to grow you're constantly like and and that's what it looks like it's it's not smooth sailing and I think a lot of people 
think it's just smooth sailing once you become more aware and conscious of yourself. And it's, it's definitely not, but it doesn't mean, I mean, I wouldn't trade it in for anything like how I feel now, who I am now, the way that I see things now. And even though, you know, I still go through the ups and downs, like it's the way that I react to them now that is all the difference, you know, as opposed to before and how that, that, then that like feeds back into my own mental health and my emotional health and my spiritual health, because the fact that I'm not reacting it to these things in such a aggressive or controlling or anxious manner, you know, is really just helping me sort of heal. That makes any sense. It's just, it's part of this ongoing healing that I feel like I'm doing. And I understand that I will be doing until the day I die. Yeah. I think once I always use the analogy, it's like, once you open the door to Narnia, (laughs) you know, it's there, (laughs) like you're always going to know. And like, you can never not know. And Mm -hmm. I feel like for me, that's what this work is all about. You know, the the consciousness, the the spiritual depth, the psychology, the understanding how this works and the, the higher belief in, in the collective it's, you know, I'm, I'm very grateful for it. And no, no matter what is happening in one area of my life, the chances are that like other areas of my life are overflowing with abundance, but I'm, you know, when we're going through a difficult time of, of suffering and feeling like emotional pain, our brains are not wired to like turn to gratitude, but we can, you know, we can, we can look the other way and say, well, what else do I have in my life right now? You know, what do I have to be grateful for? Like, if you focus on what you don't have, you'll never have enough. And if you're grateful for what you have, you'll always have more than enough. And that's just a knowing to just remind ourselves every day to say like that compassion, like it's okay to suffer and feel how I'm feeling right now and, and be okay to work through that healing, but also to be able to turn the other side and say, I have so much to be grateful for. Absolutely. And that takes practice, right? Like anything. I think part of this whole consciousness evolution is, is understanding that it's all in practice. Like, it's just like anything in this life. You just have to keep working at it, keep your energies focused on it and just kind of keep going. And the more that you do it, the easier it sort of becomes. And I was just actually kind of reflecting back on my own like journey. And I remember when I started this, I was just a mess. And I um, think one of the things that helped me was sort of before I became grateful, actually, and started actually granting myself gratitude and just saying like, thank you. I began with acceptance, like just being real and raw with myself and cutting away the BS and just being like, what was your role in all of this too? Because I think that we often, we often like try to separate ourselves from the experiences we have and kind of just be like, oh, well, it wasn't my fault. And it might not have been your fault, but like you have to also accept your role and not knowing how to react at the moment or not knowing how to um, defend yourself at the moment or not knowing anything or just like all, that's all part of this. And I remember 
having to just accept not having enough knowledge or awareness at the time to be able to defend myself from the things that hurt me or react to them in a way that probably would have been more helpful. And I think that's part of it too, right? Accepting that and being okay with it and being compassionate enough with yourself that you forgive yourself for that too. And I think that's very, that was definitely keystone in my awareness and conscious growth just like being like, okay, well, what was, what was I doing? Like, where was I at that moment? How can I accept my behavior or like forgive myself for my behavior, even if it was just not understanding, even if it was just not knowing. And that was really powerful for me because I think one of the things that we forget is we make decisions and we do things with the knowledge and the resources that we have at that time and at that moment. And that constantly changes throughout your life. So you have to just, when you're healing, you have to be okay with the fact that at that point in your life, you just didn't know, you know, and that's okay. And you grow from that and you forgive yourself from that. And that was, that's something that I feel like if most, more of us did, it would be definitely a big stepping stone on us toward like this consciousness of ours, individual consciousness that is. And then from there came the gratitude for me, at least. It is that constant learning, isn't it? Because we are constantly evolving. And I think if you're on this path, it's about just keep going, you know, keep reading, keep listening, keep talking, you know, there's so much material out there that's available and just keep surrounding yourself with people that are, you know, in a place where you want to be or that inspire some positive change in you or, you know, help you to grow and think differently. And that might mean like looking outside of, of any confine that you have, you know, in, in your circle currently. Yeah. You know, you might be surrounded by other, other people that are not conscious. You might be you know fortunate enough to be surrounded by other conscious beings that are like enlightening this journey for you Mm -hmm. but part of that pathway is you know you find people along the way that love the same things as you and the more that you keep honoring yourself and walking that path that you know in your heart is right the more people step onto that path or the more people you meet along the way that you know align with your vision and and your energy and, and who you are and your growth you know there's no one that comes into your life that that wasn't supposed to be there. Oh, 100%. I completely agree with that. Even if it's the hard ones, like even if it's those uh, kind of like tough, troubling relationships, like you have to understand it was there for something. And what was it there for? What, what, what was that person there for? What are they teaching you? What are you trying? What is life trying to teach you from this experience? Mm-hmm. And I think it's very hard to accept that sometimes like we especially when when it comes to relationships because oh my gosh I feel like we could go I can just go on a tangent with this but I don't want to so what I'm trying to say is like we have to understand that we grow through our relationships right and kind of accepting that and learning to go through the motions with that because I feel like now with all this consciousness growth and stuff there I feel like there is a tendency to avoid relationships because of the fear of what 
that relationship might bring to us um, after we see certain signs and things. And I think that's, again, that's like a whole nother topic, but we have to just understand that everything that comes into our life, whether in form of relationship, whether in the form of a job, whether in the form of, you know, uh, whatever else, um, it's there for a reason. And we just, if once we become conscious, I think we're, it's easier for us to determine what it was there for, because how are we supposed to learn otherwise if we're not actively interacting with our environment and with others? So Yes, we have to actively participate in our own rescue, which mm-hmm. I think is a quote from Mel Robbins. And that even just hearing that for the first time a couple of years ago was like a game changer for me because there's no one coming to save you. Like no one's coming to rescue you. And I think we can really outsource that in our relationships and in that energy projection. Mm-hmm. And that's like, a you know, a conversation for another day around relationships, toxic relationships, healthy relationships, intimate relationships, yeah. <laughs> here for all of the above. But essentially we have to be here for ourselves. You know, we have to meet our own needs first. We have to go inside first and, and build the version of ourselves that we really want to be. Like when we, look at our relationships and we try and outsource our needs we're never really going to be fulfilled or happy if that person leaves and then none of our needs are being met and then we're like back at ground zero (laughs) like we have to do this work for ourselves there's no one coming to save you and that can sound really scary and I don't mean it to sound heavy but you know there's there's so much personal power that we all hold and especially within the feminine and, and activating that, you know, if we go back to that, like feminine activation, like I love listening to um, like feminine empowering meditations that just remind me of like this grace and power that I have inside myself. And that is enough to anchor me back and be like, yes, I don't need anyone to rescue me. You know, we can be our own heroes and our own heroines. And we have that you know goddess warrior spirit in all of us I love that and I think that there's something very important about this feminine energy that I think we also need to be aware of and this also happens when we become more conscious because I think that you know part of this consciousness and awareness is sort of tapping into these energies of what, what the divine masculine divine feminine is especially more the divine feminine since you know, we all know that she's sort of been suppressed for such a long time. And so when we talk about like being conscious and being the best version of ourselves, I always think too of like accepting and being okay with our worst version of ourselves, because that's also that divine feminine energy. And I think what a lot of people don't understand is like, when it comes to divine feminine and divine masculine, like the divine masculine is the light and divine feminine is the dark. And she's the shadow. She's part of the shadow energy. And that's okay. And I think that's part of this whole awakening process and this growth and and this divine feminine energy and having her liberated is like, be the best version of yourself by accepting the worst version of yourself and having that harmonize together and just sort of like learning how that looks like for you as an individual. And that sort of, mesh that that coming together both aspects of yourself and that creative fertile compassionate energy is all about a, a part of that but it's also about what's in that shadow 
like what is that what's that component of ourselves that is in our subconscious that we need to bring to light and then we need to heal and that we need to like get through and I think that's a very important component of this um, divine feminine energy because I don't think that we can talk about feminine energy without talking about those shadow aspects right and so I definitely do agree with you and I think that maybe the best version of ourselves or not maybe I think definitely the best version of ourselves involves the worst version of ourselves and understanding how to sort of balance out the two or overcome these these sort of shadier components and and how to kind of transmute that energy or transform that energy to meet our needs and what you were talking about you know our own rescue if that makes sense <laughs> sometimes I wonder if that makes sense <laughs> that makes so much sense you have okay. just like shone a light onto something I was literally working through yesterday mm-hmm. in sense of like what like I was thinking about what beliefs I have right now that are like I'm not facing or why that is projecting itself into my relationships directly and it was like literally going back to like my childhood and like all of these fears of like people don't want me or like I'm not good enough people don't want to be around me and it's like oh my god like I didn't even know that I was holding on to this because it's like 20 years ago of like belief systems that's been programmed but that's like fed in now to my current day fears around like friendships and relationships (laughs) that I thought I'd already worked on. I thought I'd already done all this work around like reprogramming my subconscious. But like, like I said earlier, like you have a whole lifetime of subconscious beliefs. And right now that's had to show up for me for a reason. And now that's something that I need to work through. So yeah, when you talk about the light and the shadow and the worst version of ourselves, and, you know, these past few weeks, I've, I've definitely been a pretty shady version of myself. (laughs) But, you know, having to accept that and be like, okay, well, where does that come from? Like, why are you showing up like this? Like, what beliefs are you holding on to to abandon yourself in the way that you are? And with that, it just comes over this whole, like, wash of, like, acceptance and and grace, I suppose, for the fact that, like, that's okay. Like... We had no control over that situation, but we do have control of it now. Absolutely. And I, that's part of it, right? And I think that's that's the scarier things about consciousness and like the spiritual growth that people are hesitant to, you know, deal with. And it's so important because we're going to go, it's like what you said, like you thought that you had to overcome it. I don't know how many years ago and now you're coming back to it and you're cycling back to it. And it's again, just for a reason. And that's just sort of the way that this works, right? Like things that you thought you had overcome, things that you thought that you knew as you grow, like will come back and show itself up again in a different way in a different version for you to sort of then level up. Right. I think it's just like a constant leveling up that we're doing. It's like a Oh my god I think of a role-playing game I used to be like a really avid like fan of Zelda <laughs> I used to play Zelda all the time and I just think of like this open world and we're like constantly going on these quests and like we're just constantly trying to find things so that we can just sort of level up in the game and then that's just I feel like how this is working like we're just constantly 
going through this open world and figuring out what our path is and what the best path is. And then we have to face like, you know, the big boss, which is ourselves. And then every time we do, we level up <laughs> and, you know, that's just sort of like the way this game works. Right. And it's just crazy. Cause I don't think we really realize that the big boss is within us. Like we are our own big boss that we have to face and overcome. And then we have to do that again and again and again throughout our lives um, in different circumstances and different instances. And it's a, uh, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. <laughs> I think that is a beautiful reminder and an analogy. And I think that, yeah, we are the leaders of our life. You know, there's there's nobody else that we need to look up to and hold to account more than ourselves. You know, the only person that we are, we're ever contending with in this game of lives is ourselves. Yes. And yeah, we can grow and build and bring in all the other components that we want we can we have to focus on ourselves first yeah and just learning that that's kind of all part of the consciousness game and you know whatever consciousness is I I don't know if we'll ever know but it definitely involves these aspects of you know growth and knowing and this calling to sort of serve your higher self and just understanding that it's it's a never-ending cycle of, of bringing the subconscious toward the conscious and learning to transmute that shadier shadow or shadowier I think I just made up a word um <laughs> aspects of ourselves and bring it to light and that's sort of what consciousness is and even healing right because I think that once we're able to bring these darker aspects of ourselves to the forefront and to the light that also just aids in healing and self-acceptance and our own authenticity because you can't be authentic if you don't accept both the bad and the good of yourself and that's all part of the game I love that and it is all of the above I you just explained it perfectly I feel like it's such a dance you know and we we're on this journey we might as well enjoy it right yes um and there's so much abundance there's so much on the other side of that you know those moments where you you know you feel really joyous moments and and the gracious moments in your life and it can just be so captivating and and so unplanned for and just so brief sometimes but oh yeah something I thought about this morning was like some of the best moments of my life haven't even happened yet and I've you know I, I love my life I really do but it doesn't stop the darkness from coming it is how we navigate ourselves through that and you know, how we turn light onto the shadow and how we heal and how we grow through that, for sure. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot that we, I feel like we've unpacked today. <laughs> um, it's even given me lots of things to reflect on. And I obviously would love to hear from others. And if there's anything that's like really landed or resonated today, like what does consciousness mean to you? Like, how does that play out in your life when times are really difficult or when times are really good, right? Because when we're happy, we, we want to celebrate. But yet yeah. when things are difficult, we want to like stuff it all down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely love to hear about other people's stories of like this whole process of growth and conscious and raising their consciousness and mm-hmm. becoming consciously aware and you know, how they have, they've been able to overcome, you know, their own personal obstacles and what it's been like 
and they're teetering going back and forth between like the light and the dark and having to figure out that balance and that like you said that dance between the two right I love to you all let you let us know (laughs) yes would absolutely love to hear from you as always and yeah if there's something that you're maybe not facing right now like ask yourself the question why you know write it down and and just begin to explore it and just allow yourself to feel something with it I love that and yeah if anything comes from that for you and you'd like to share then we'd always love to hear from you so thank you for listening thank you we're always here Thank you for sharing this space with us today. And if we've resonated with you, we'd love to know. And if you enjoyed listening, please subscribe. And you can find us on Instagram at The Feminine Gathering. And remember, as this is our podcast launch, we are giving away one clarity coaching or healing session with Gemma and one tarot reading with me, Deborah. To enter the giveaway, all you need to do is take a screenshot of our podcast and tag us on Instagram and we'll choose two lucky winners. And until then, let's continue to navigate this new paradigm together.